And the way it ends where he's like, are you mine? Please say you're mine. Yes, daddy, God, Jesus, Christ, Saint, baby, <laughs> angel, Noah, yes. <laughs> Fucking love it. What's up, good girls and guys? Welcome to the Juiciest Book Podcast, where we discuss our favorite spicy stories from cutesy romance to smut and all the fantasy in between. I'm Carly. And I'm Taylor. Welcome to Read It and Ride It. (laughs) Let's go, baby. (laughs) On today's episode, we are entering our football era with one of my all-time favorite OG football book boyfriends with Say You Swear by Megan Brandy. After a summer filled with the ultimate turndown from her longtime crush, Ari goes to college where a boy from the summer pops up again. With some heartbreaking twists, our MMC fights his way back to the love of his life, even if she doesn't remember. Dun, dun, dun. (laughs) (laughs) I love this book so much. This is a five out of five for me. I still think about this book to this day. Like it might be a partial Roman Empire for me because. Ooh, you threw the Roman Empire out there. Fucking hits different. The plot twists broke me and made me whole again. And that's saying a lot because the spice in this was only a two out of six. Very vanilla, not a lot to it. The epilogue was fire. But the fact that there wasn't a lot of sex and it was more foreplay based, but I was so invested in their relationship. I I didn't even care. That's coming from me. Fucking six out of six queen. Damn. Yeah. I know. I you, know. Yeah. You really are whipped for this book. Um. For me, it was a two out of five. However, Noah Riley is a 10 out of 10. So just because overall I rated it a two out of five, remember, five out of five for Carly. This is why we're great co-hosts. We have very different expectations um, of books. And here's the thing. I wouldn't read it again, and it seemed long for what happened, but the plot twist, that shit was crazy. I hadn't read a plot twist like that yet, but also it was super fucking sad. Not like an OMG, how cool plot twist. It's like your heart is ripped out of your chest, and then it's stabbed, and then it's like thrown around and stomped on and just like obliterated. So obviously, this is an easy five out of five on the sad scale. Not only is there that heart-wrenching plot twist slash twists, but his mom dies while homegirl has lost her memories. They lose a baby, she loses her first love because he's a dick. The, at one point, she gets hit by a car. It's just so fucked. It's just fucked on fucked on fucked. And when we get into it, you're going to see. For the humor scale, it was just a two out of five. Since this is more reality based, so the world building is a one out of five, there were some funny statements or scenes, especially from Cam, her best friend. 
But it's more about, you know, getting over a guy, trauma focused, but not extremely dreary, especially in the beginning. Like after the plot twist hit, you're just like, this is sad, but you're kind of like sad, mad in a way. But you're not like, ha 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 ha, like laughing your ass off yeah. with this. For action, we gave it a two out of five because there's some sports football related stuff as well as the car accident. And then last but not least is our fluff, which is a three out of five because it was love at first sight vibes for him. And you root for the main couple, but they don't have an overwhelming amount of flirty fluff. However, there are definitely really, really cute, nice gestures made and working through trauma together. So that emotional connection is really there. Let's get into our FMC RE. She is an 18-year-old party girl going to college with a close group of friends and her twin brother. Yes, so the group of friends is, you know, they're the main thing in this book. The group consists of her BFF Cam, who is a girl, her overprotective twin brother Mason, and then his two best friends, which are in turn also her best friends, Brady and Chase. And honestly, the dynamic of this whole group is so fucking cute. And the fact that everyone but Chase, because he came later on because he moved to the neighborhood, but Brady, Cam, Ari, and Mason are all best friends because their moms were best friends. Like, that's fucking goals. Like, that's how I want my kids to be. Dude, yes. And on top of it, those bestie moms even bought that beach house together, which in turn they passed down to Ari and their friend group so that they can keep making memories together, stay besties forever, just like the moms did. Yeah. Very cute. So cute. We start off at that beach house where we're introduced to the first MMC, Chase, who is around 18 years old, BFF of Ari's twin, and a selfish dick. We didn't know he was a selfish dick yet, though. (laughs) So in the beginning, all you know is... (laughs) You know he's hot is like (laughs) what you know. (laughs) Basically. But then turns into a selfish dick. Yeah. All you really know at this point is Ari has been obsessed with him for six years. She's in love with him. thinks she's in love with him. Okay. Yeah. Uh, But he is her brother's best friend. So she hasn't really done anything to, you know, like show that. And also he hasn't really shown any interest in her. So she's kind of just pining at him from afar. And so her and Cam decide, you know, fuck it. Let's live it up. This is the last summer before we go to college. And, you know, everything changes, a.k.a. they're going to enter adulthood. Shit's going to change. It's not going to be high school anymore. So I think this whole, like, fuck it attitude that she's going into the summer leads her into being a little bit more open and risque with Chase about her feelings. Like, for instance, there's this one scene where she's dancing on him at the bar and he starts getting hard and she's like, oh, fuck yeah, like he's getting hard. He obviously is into me. But then he starts freaking out. He's like, oh my gosh, like what are you doing? Like you can't do this. And then you're like, okay, dude, really? All right, fine. (laughs) And then she's like, what am I doing? I'm doing whatever I want and fucking kisses him, taking charge. And I'm like, fuck yeah, like this shit's about to go down really quick. And then he rejects her. Pushes her away, saying no, fucking ouch. Like, the amount of times she 
gets rejected it's by so him bad. and like keeps coming back. I'm like, girl, you were nowhere near ready for a relationship. <sighs> yeah, she really did go from zero to 100, though. Like she's been pining for him for six years and then suddenly goes full throttle should probably have started with some basic flirting worked up from there. So I'm not that shocked that he was like, whoa. But, you know, you're reading from her point of view and you're like, oh, fuck, like you're in love with him or at least you think (laughs) you're in love with him and it's just, it hurts. Yeah. They end up talking later about that moment too. And I like how in that moment she says, you know, I'm not going to apologize for what I did. I'm owning it. I want you. And if you don't want me, like, okay, that stings, but... It is what it is. Then boom, she gets nailed in the head by a football. Enter motherfucking Noah Riley. <laughs> I know Noah Riley is really like top five book boyfriends. Like He's he is perfection, elite. I love him so much. Elite, he is elite. But I am a little sus if he missed that catch on purpose or not, though. I think. In the end, it was just fate meant to be. They're meant to find oh, each other. So yeah. you can't think Love too me. much into it. <laughs> <laughs> so give you some background on Noah. He's a senior and the starting quarterback for the college that they're all about to go to. Plus, he's older and he's got more experience, if you know what I mean. <laughs> uh, you can't see my eyebrows, but they jump in. <laughs> <laughs> There were definitely some flirty vibes going on immediately between them two. And you see that later on again when he comes to the bonfire party. But the biggest thing at the bonfire party is that Noah can literally tell that Ari likes Chase, that Chase is into Ari as well. So I'm just like, how does Mason not see it? Right. You know, like that doesn't make sense to me. Like he is literally a complete outsider, has no idea about any of them and can see it plain as day that there's like this tension between them. Right. This is also where she first calls him Romeo and he calls her Juliet, which is essentially their nicknames for each other. So cute, by the way. I Very cute. Love it. But the fucking foreshadowing at the end of this combo when they say you know that's a tragic love story. Little did we fucking know. Like, going back, I'm like, I'm an idiot. Why did I not connect this? Right. We pick back up with the flirty moments with Chase, though, with the ice cream in the kitchen scene. And the banter in this scene was almost as delicious as fucking ice cream would be. Like, I wanted them to hook up so bad like even though chase has rejected her at this point like i was still rooting for them i was like he's gonna come back he's gonna redeem himself they fucking almost kiss and of course the goddamn brother has to roll in and ruin it i was literally like if i could get a boner i was getting a boner and then the fucking brother came in down (laughs) (laughs) didn't fucking have one anymore he ruined it but then He shows up at her door and said, who am I getting? And kisses her. Oh, my fucking God. I was like fucking fist pumping in the air. (laughs) I'm I'm vibing with Chase at this point. I want them to get together. Let's fucking do it. It's happening. Yeah, I think she just took him by surprise originally and now realized, okay, I'm into you. Let's do this. Let's make out. 
They also talk it out later and she's basically like, what if you figure out what you want without worrying about other people? Because he's so caught up with pissing off Mason, who is her twin brother. And alternatively, she even says, talk to my brother and let him know how you feel. Yeah, I liked that she kind of like womaned up at this point. Like The fact that the 18-year-old is making logical sense like, is crazy. Because as we know, if he wanted it, he would. And he fucking doesn't show it because he doesn't go to the brother. Right. That quote, like, if he wanted to, he would, is so real in real life, too. Like, you text a guy, he doesn't text you back. If he wanted to, he would, honey. Yeah. If if he wanted to, he would. The little gestures are not hard, and if they really wanted to, they would fucking do it. They would. Also, though, I was so confused. Is her twin into the prego dead cousin's widow? (laughs) I know that's, like, a lot to kind of follow, but there's this random... Cousin, like a subplot. Yeah. Yeah. What I never realized about this book is it's actually a standalone series. So each book, you know, can function on its own. And Say You Swear is the most popular. And so there are other books. So the characters in this are mentioned. It's like setting up for the next one. Right. I also had that feeling of like, why do I feel like I should know these people? So it's definitely right. a possibility that Mason and Peyton have their own book, especially after deep diving into TikTok and watching other people's commentary on it and going to Megan Brandy, the author's page, and people commenting and being like, when are we going to get Mason's story? Like, blah, blah, blah. So definitely possible. But this side plot stuff with Peyton is important to this book, though, because Basically, Payne has this drama with her baby's father's family. That baby's father died, and she finds out that they had a funeral for him without telling her. So she is absolutely distraught, and everyone is very emotional with her. This then leads to Mason staying with Peyton that night, and Chase and Ari end up being alone together at the beach house, which is... One thing leads to another. Emotions are high and they fuck. Very sweet, very simple. This is actually Ari's first time ever having sex. So this is her losing her virginity at this point. This is when I was a little bit sus about Chase as a person because how as a best friend for years, do you not know that this is her first time or even care to ask and I mean, you have to know her dating history, right? Like, bitch ass was just thinking about his dick, you know? Like, not really thinking about her at all. Yeah, and when you when you go back and you think about it, and you're like, so I thought it was sweet. And then and now I go back, and I'm like, you're a fucking asshole. Yeah. <laughs> then the brother ends up coming home later, and they're not even, like, naked. It's not like he caught them in the act. They were literally just kind of sitting close to each other by the fire and almost looked like they were cuddling in a way. And he sees that and totally flips out. And this is where I really just lost respect for Chase. And I was just like, there's no coming back from this. No redemption story. I'm done with you. Because 
he could have came clean to Mason in that moment, not even saying like we had sex, like I'm interested in your sister, like I have feelings for her, but he decides to fucking stay quiet, not fucking say anything. Again, like just thinking with his dick. Yeah, and obviously, if having sex did not make him realize that she was more important than his friendship, then nothing is at this point. Yeah, and to top it off, he hits her with the, it was a mistake, and I want to save our friendship, so fucked up. I hated him after this. (laughs) I know. It really just comes down to, and Ari literally even says it herself, I mean a lot to Chase, but my brother's friendship means more. That fucking hurts. (laughs) For real. Like, that sucks. And just the fact that, Chase also tries to blame it on the fact that emotions were high. Like, dude, emotions can be high, but you make the choice. You decided to have sex. You decided to sleep with her. Fucking own it. Like he keeps like pretend like he's trying to pretend like it didn't happen. Right. You did it. You made the choice. Fucking be a grown up. Yeah. It takes two to tango. I wanted to punch a hole through the fucking book into their world and strangle Chase. I was getting so worked up at this point. And she now has to pick up her broken ass heart and go to college with Chase, of course, because he's part of that friend group that are all going to college together and try to rub off the burn of rejection. So she's totally avoiding her friend group as much as possible. And they start to notice. Yeah, I I can see how it's hard to and... I'm kind of sus about the friends. Like, how are you? I mean, Cam knows because she told Cam. So she's doing her best to try and like play it off with the other guys. But you do see later on Brady is kind of like, I can kind of tell like something went down with you and Chase. Like Mm -hmm. if you don't start coming around soon, I'm going to fucking say something to Mason or, you know, something's going to come out. So like, can you please just be around us again? There's this one night where Cam finally convinces her to go out because the guys aren't going to be there. And she ends up dirty dancing with Noah on the dance floor. This scene actually kind of made me LOL because he comes up behind her and she doesn't know who he is. He's not letting her face him. And I'm just like, what if it wasn't Noah? Like, what if it was just some like random ugly guy that would be so (laughs) awkward but then of course he's not ugly he's fine as hell because he's Mm -hmm. noah riley and he hits her with the hi juliet fucking swoon (laughs) (laughs) they end up talking through the night and noah asks her if she slept with chase not in a he's mad way but like damn you did it and now you're sad and he kind of asks her to tell him everything, which we love a listener. But it did make me cringe when he asked if Chase was gentle. I was kind of like, eh. but he means well. He's genuinely just a sweet guy where he's like, I hope he was good to you losing your virginity. But right. He's like, you're a good person. Like, right. you should deserve the best. Right. He so wasn't he's like just being, being caring. It's yeah. just like, was he gentle? I was like. I thought it was endearing. (laughs) Noah Riley can do no wrong. Sweet. (laughs) He ends up coming back to her dorm the next day too and brings her breakfast. And this is really just where the friendship of Noah and Ari begins. 
He's giving access service, quality time, and listens so much more than Chase ever did already. And they've been friends for years. Exactly. It's like automatically he's already better. Right. We're not, we're, we don't even need to compare at this point because he right. already did that. I, yeah, I know. And then they start hanging out frequently. He gives her cooking lessons more than once too. It kind of becomes their thing. And you see her start to open herself up to more than just a friendship with him. Right. I love that Noah this whole time too wasn't being pushy at all. Like he wasn't trying to push her into having sex to kiss. Like the friendship level was what he wanted because he knew that's what she needed emotionally. And uh, the fact that he's just literally waiting for her to be ready because he knew what he wanted. He wanted her. He's an angel, baby. I love him. Me too. (laughs) But what's pissing me off (laughs) through all these scenes is that Chase starts getting jealous. Loser. He's not just not doing anything in college. Like He's hooking up with other girls. And he actually talks about hooking up with other girls while she is in the same room. Wait, what? I completely forgot about that. Yeah, with Mason. Remember, they're like talking about the chicks that they like banged the night before. It's absolutely rude. Like he's not a fucking saint. And anytime there's something involving Noah and Ari, he's immediately just gets pissed. Like there's one time where she doesn't want to go out to dinner with them. And Noah comes up and is like, you know, oh, actually, like we're hanging out and we're going to make dinner. And he's like, well, she actually doesn't know how to cook. It's like, fuck off. okay? yeah, dude, shut the fuck up. You you don't know anything. He acts like he owns her or has some sort of right to her. But like, dude, you lost your chance and fucked up big time. Right. You're not getting her back. Bye. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) But all of this jealousy is making her more fucked up about you know, getting over Chase because shit keeps happening where he pops up and Noah is like flirting with her, you know, going to ask her out. And then she gets sad and fucking cancels and the moods changes or it's like whatever. The fact that just Noah, he's he's a God because he has the goddamn patience of a saint. (laughs) He's a God. Because he's got the goddamn patience of a saint. So he's a saint. He's a god. He's a baby angel. <laughs> you name it, he is it. As long as it's positive. We are getting really religious today. <laughs> yeah, we really are. I'm about to get on my knees and pray to this man. But Noah Riley, I do it. You are my god. <laughs> okay, back to what we were talking about, though. <laughs> the fact that she can't get over Chase when Noah, again, this angel of a man is right in front of her is a mind fuck. Yeah, I feel like you just have to chalk it up to the fact that she's 18 years old. Like she doesn't have any experience at this point where this is really black and white. We love Noah. Fuck Chase. But like, don't fuck Chase. Just like, fuck you, Chase. Yeah, yeah, fuck you. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) But I can see how... In her mind, it's very gray. And mm, mm-hmm. even though she is having a hard time, she you can see that she does start to realize slowly that I want to be someone's all and nothing less. So, she, you know, she's like realizing, I mean, not even specifically Noah, but just like 
I want someone in a relationship that's going to put me on top of a pedestal versus me having to try so hard to make it work. Yes. That is the mindset she needs to have. Yeah. And this mainly starts with when she sees Noah with Paige and she starts getting kind of jealous. And I'm finally just like, yes, like, please start feeling some type of way towards Noah. Right. Finally. Thank you. She ends up going out with Noah and her friends, finally kind of putting... Like ripping off the Band-Aid of not hanging out with them. Yeah, but yeah. Like Noah's a buffer. Definitely her buffer. They have this flirty moment by the waterfall and dominance is established. Noah pulls her into his lap on the car ride back when Chase was trying to make room for her. Like, Mm-mm-mm. this is my girl. <laughs> I loved that. Me too. Even after that whole thing, I'm like, how at this point does she think that Noah and her are just friends? Like the vibes are vibing towards flirty and like especially the waterfall. Like, mm, right. We got sexual tension. Like your friend is not doing that shit. Like he wants you. Yeah. Open your damn eyes and your mouth and your legs. At some point, he starts to notice, too, like, I need to make it clear that I want to be with you romantically. And he literally asks her if she's still waiting. Right. Uh, and then she's like, oh, wait, shit. Does he want to kiss me? And Girl, she, duh. And then, and then actually asks out loud, Noah, do you want to kiss me? And Noah goes, since I met you, I can't kiss you yet. The next time that won't happen. I won't be able to resist. And she goes, say you swear. Oh, my God. Faints. Faints. So fucking cute. So fucking cute. Also, book title drop. Hello. (laughs) Ayo. Ayo. He ends up taking her to see his mom, who is in a rehab facility for having multiple strokes and on a health decline. So I usually don't really care for parents to be involved in a romance book, but meeting Noah's mom really explains his character and gives him so much more depth. He's this amazing, patient, kind person because of the way he was raised and his struggles growing up. And now his mom is sick, but he still takes care of her and visits constantly. He's just team Noah. Yeah. Yeah. Team fucking Noah. Like, we were already there before this, but... Solidified. Yeah, exactly. This isn't a love triangle. This is just a a two-way... This is getting on your knees and praying to the God. Noah Riley. (laughs) (laughs) Also, the fact that they haven't even kissed at this point, and he's taking her to see his mom, like, that's just really showing how important she is to him. And also, didn't know if you realized, but a hint, hint moment when they're having a conversation with the mom and the mom is really asking Ari about her family and if her family are good people. It was like she was checking to make sure that when she passed, because I feel like she kind of knew her days were numbered. She wanted to make sure that, you know, Noah was left with a family and that people that loved him because, I mean, even though they're not even dating at this point, I feel like the mom knew like Ari was going to be the long haul because why would her son who never brought anyone around bring her there? Yeah, that I honestly cried 
kind of happy tears at that moment because just the way she speaks about the happiness she sees in her son that Ari has brought to him. It's hard though because it kind of makes you think, okay, this is like foreshadowing, you know, something's going to happen with her. Um, Right. She says something that's sweet, especially. It's like you said, like her days are numbered. Yeah, I definitely thought like the main, you know, plot twist of this would, you know, kind of be the mom dying, right. which it wasn't. It was kind of factored into all of the shit that happened. Yeah, it was just the cherry on top. But yeah, we finally get our first kiss between Noah and Ari. And it's actually an extremely important kiss scene because she goes to meet him at the bus after they're coming home from a game and she invites him to go on this camping weekend that she's going on. And when they kiss, it's kind of hidden. And I love that he says, you know, I just want to state this for the record, but I would have kissed you in front of everyone if I knew that you'd be okay with that. And that's the only reason I pulled you aside because, you know, I didn't know if you were okay kissing in front of other people. Like this man is not afraid to show that he has feelings for you in front of other people. But the fact that, you know, he couldn't help himself but kiss her, but still made it, you know, their own personal moment because yeah. he cares about her feelings. Like who, who Again, is this man? Angel, God, saint. He's everything. All of them. All of the above. God damn. I love uh, him. Yeah. And God damn, we're getting fucking steamy in the back of this truck. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, where do you want me to touch you? Finger fucks the shit out of her. He's like open. And just- She's like, my legs instantly fall. <laughs> Same. Same. <laughs> I also laughed out loud when they come back and Cam's like, he played puppet with your puss, huh? <laughs> That's just like, Cam is the one small piece of humor in this book that drops a few quality one-liners because she a hoe and she trying to get her home girl to live it up and hoe it out too. Like, that was kind of something they said going into college. They're like, we got to live it up this summer, and then college is coming. We're adulting. This is the time to be a hoe. Get over Chase, too. I feel true. like that was true. Like what she wanted. For Very Ari. true. So at the end of the camping trip, Noah has to leave early, and Chase, of course, jumps on his opportunity to tell a story, hinting that he's liked Ari all along. Like, way to confuse the fuck out of her, asshole. But then Noah, angel god, daddy, fucking saint. Oh, we had a daddy. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't even mean to do that. It just happened. It just happened. Because I don't know. I can't help myself. (laughs) He comes all the way back from down the fucking mountain they're camping on with fresh coffee and breakfast for Ari. I cannot take how perfect this man is. I can't. He even pulls one of those, tell me if he hurt you lines. And I'm melting. Q, melting. I'm melting. Because he sees Chase was with her and he's like, Mm-mm, did he hurt you? Get him, Noah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking love that man. Taylor is like really using a lot of hand gestures right now. And I wish I you could see what I'm seeing because it's really emphasizing like how great he is. <laughs> he's great. Again, He's a 10 out of 10. (laughs) Since the camping trip, it's starting to heat up between 
Chase and Noah. And they actually end up having fucking beef out of practice. And Ari and Cam go to all the practices and they sit in the stands and watch them do it. Um, <laughs> hey, there's some MM in this book. <laughs> there is not. Things are heating up. They watch them I, do it. I some know. voyeurism MM. All right. God damn it. All right. Sorry. Anyways. <laughs> Ari and Cam have watched the boys practice ever since they were younger. So they're repeating it in college. So Ari is actually at the practice where Noah and Chase end up having beef. And then she's like, I'm out in the back of her head. She's like, is this about me? And I'm like, bitch, yes, of course it's fucking about you. What the fuck else would it be about? Honestly, like, honestly, I would have watched the fight. I would have been into that shit. (laughs) I would have been like, take this better be about me. (laughs) (laughs) Do we need therapy? (laughs) Probably. (laughs) Anyway, Cam then is like, it's obvious you and Noah are hooking up. Don't you think you should have a conversation with Chase? Okay. It doesn't make any sense why she's suddenly team not vagina. She's team penis. Like, what's with the sudden support for Chase? Seriously. And I was literally like, what the fuck is happening? Like, okay, yeah, it might be a little bit hard on him to see Ari was someone else, but... Cam, you know everything. Like, you know right. what Chase did. Like, ex- fucking excuse me. You are not being a girl's girl right now. You're being a bitch. Mm-hmm. What? I just, where is this 180? Like, Cam, yeah. you were funny. Now you're a bitch. Are Big you gonna difference. St- yeah. Uh, wh- where are we going with you? Also, Chase doesn't have a say. How about that? Also, why should he have a say? Why the fuck do you have to go back to your exes and talk to them ever? You don't. You don't owe anyone. If she wanted to go fuck around and prance around with a guy the day after her and Chase fucked, she could have. Because guess what? She doesn't owe him anything. Nope. Boom. Fight me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, fight me like they fought each other. (laughs) All right. Anyways. Um... We're really getting heated on we this We are getting one. really heated. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Chase gets me amped. God damn. <laughs> okay. Um, anyway, fast forward, Mason ends up getting hurt during one of the away games. And they're watching it on TV. They're freaking the fuck out. And Noah, of course, thinking about Ari, goes up to one of the cameras that's streaming out live and just nods into it. And Ari just knows like she's like my brother's okay he's doing this for me he doesn't have to say anything like the the genuineness of this man like he's so sweet I love him and he just like he just knows she's freaking the fuck out right wants her to also be okay exactly I feel like in the moment he was like oh fuck like is Mason okay part two how is Ari dealing with this And uh, he just handles it perfectly, of course. And then even when he gets home, he comes over immediately to be with her. And he's like, what am I good for if I don't hold you when you need to be held? But okay, again, emotions are high. She wants him to stay. And I'm just like, girl, the last time you had sex with someone, emotions were high. And look what happened. Like, it's like emotions get high. Her impulse is to fuck. Like, we need to change <laughs> yeah. that a little bit. It's a bit unusual. But, but it's 
but it's Whatever. fine. Yeah, it's fine. You do you? And he's fucking spicy. She says, I thought about you and touched myself. That's why he's a daddy. <laughs> and as a daddy would say, he said, show me. Mm-mm-mm-mm. They fuck. Her eyes land on the rod in his pants. Rod. Rod. That is what it said. At first, I was like, wait, he has a piercing? But nah, he's just packing. <laughs> <laughs> The part where she says slide inside of me, again, quotes get me feeling some type of way. And this was one of them. So visual. I love you, Noah Riley. This was a great sex scene. I don't care if emotions were high. Thank God. Thank God. Yeah, finally. God. A.K.A. Noah. (laughs) A.K.A. You beat me to it. After this moment, do you start to see in the plot where Chase realizes that Ari is actually moving on with Noah. And of course, really fucking late to the game realizing this. Like, I think he maybe thought that she was just kind of fucking around with Noah. But then after the whole thing went down with Mason getting hurt, I think he realized like, oh shit, like they could be in a relationship and he's starting to freak out. Like there's this one part where Chase confronts her at the pizza shop and asks her if she's with Noah and at this I'm like okay if this is what he needs for closure like to hear the words out of her mouth and fine but like don't be a fucking prick anymore leave her alone but of course he doesn't because then he proceeds to get drunk and is confronting her about wanting her again he's like what if I don't want to forget like you motherfucker get out of here right like okay cool then you can remember and suffer alone because you ain't getting this again is what she should have said. I know. It's like she's literally finally moving on and she's, you know, forgiven everything that happened in the past with them and is moving on to Noah. But he keeps bringing it back up like a fucking little nasty little mosquito fucker. Like a fucking tick. Yeah. I don't Or Get like a flea. I don't me. know. Like <laughs> yeah. he just, just fuck you. He even escalates it to the point that he grabs her by the arm. Like, okay, that's aggressive. You really think this is going to help your case? Right? You're like, okay, cool. You're going to start grabbing her now? Good job. Noah steps in, thank God, and is like, I think you need to get your hands off her. (laughs) You panties melting. (laughs) Woo! Holla, holla. At your God. How many, I mean, you could really play a drinking game at this point to how many times we say God in this, so. You're oh welcome, my God. everyone. Noah's a God. Yeah, let's, if you're listening, go ahead and get bust out the alcohol and start over. <laughs> <laughs> then she ends up chasing after Chase, even though she tells Noah it means nothing. And Noah naturally is preparing for the worst. I just did not understand this part at all. Like, why are you not healing with Noah? Can you not let Chase go? Can you not see you're being manipulated by Chase and there's a 10 out of 10 waiting for you? A literal God waiting for you? Yeah, I I know. Chase I, is manipulating her for sure. Yeah, I was definitely pissed at her. And like, how is Noah staying around? Like, she wants to go chase after Chase because whatever the altercation she feels bad and Noah's like it's okay you know go after him she's like it's not like that like isn't it though motherfucker like 
You don't need to talk to Chase anymore, you dumb little girl. Yeah. Stop babying his fucking feelings. He never babied your feelings. No. After he fucked you, too. I Yeah. And she ends up talking to Chase. And the biggest takeaway from this is, like, she tells Chase, I don't want to be seen, Chase. I want to be loved. Because he's like, I see you. I want to be with you. And she's like, okay, well, guess what? too late like you don't like that's not what I want anymore and then she ends up going back to Noah and I feel so bad for Noah. he's like I can't compete here not when everything you ever want you know is right in front of you and she's like no I want this I want us baby okay whenever someone says baby I'm like okay Um, (laughs) I want you only say you swear yeah I think and I Pray to God, aka Noah, that Chase is finally out of the running for Ari. And also, it's like, Chase, what the fuck? Do you suddenly not care about her twin brother finding out? He's just so dumb because he'll go to her and make her feel some type of way, but still not talk to the brother. Like, right. Like, if he really wanted her at this point, like, he, I think it would have, I, I don't want it to have been a different way, but if he would have gone to Mason and been like, I want to be with her and then went to her while she was like kind of starting stuff with Noah, I think that would be a way different conversation. Right. All the while, Noah is just unquestionably loyal and hot. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So to throw that in there. (laughs) Yeah. Even after this hot ass mess. I mean, the respect for him just continues to go up. So they go back to school and she's pissed at Chase for messing with her feelings, rightfully so, and for almost causing her to lose Noah, honestly. Right, yeah. He's he's playing mind games, even if he doesn't know it. So now Chase is the one who needs to get over her, thankfully. Then Noah and Ari get steamy in the gym room, but are interrupted by Chase who is actually super shocked, but also mad. And I'm just evil laughing. I'm like, that's right. They're together. You're not, which is probably it's not like a- as close to walking in on them, like actually having sex as he could have got. Like, yeah. it's like, this is happening mm-hmm. and you need to get over it. And it's yeah. Like, he is such a fucking drama queen. Like, you literally rejected her, not once, but multiple times. And I think that he thought Ari was just going to wait around until they were done with college and adults. And then maybe he would actually grow the balls to talk to her brother and be with her. <laughs> and as they are leaving, she says to Chase, you can have the place all to yourself now, which is to me, I was like, yeah, Fuck you. Right. (laughs) Me too. I was like, hey, what's up? But it ends up being, you know, kind of the downfall with Noah because he's upset. Yeah. I mean, Chase walking in on them is awkward, but I just didn't understand the intensity of his reaction and the argument afterward. Like, is it because he doesn't believe she chooses him still even after that beach moment? Yeah. I mean... I think it has to do with how it seemed like she was trying to make Chase jealous and rub it in his face that she was with Noah. Mm -hmm. So more like, I mean, that's kind of what she was doing, but not in the way she's like, oh, I want to be with Chase and I want her like to see that, I, you know, I'm moving on. 
I think overall to Noah was just a bad look. It was like, okay, she's supposed to be over him. Now she's doing this. Yeah, I I could see how that's suspicious. Yeah. And then Noah's like, you need to think. And my heart breaks so many times for this man. He goes, have mercy on me and let me go. If you have any part of you that would still be with him. Like, (laughs) honestly, I, I get it. Like, there cannot be any doubt in her mind that she could maybe be with Chase. Yeah, she cannot keep dragging him on like this and thinking of Chase. She needs to fully let Chase go. I was honestly thinking, you know what? If you can't let Chase go, let Noah go. He deserves better than that. So Noah and Ari end up taking a break. And during this time alone, I think for her, she starts to realize one of the biggest things about being with Noah was that it helped her realize that she has her own identity outside of her friend group. Yeah, I think she struggles with letting go of this lifetime crush that she believed was or could be love. And Noah is really showing up that I will love you out in the open. We don't have to be in secret. I'm not scared of your brother, which is a huge contrast to Chase. Yeah, I think that, you know, he's perfect. He's handsome and literally everything that you could ever want in a guy. Mm -hmm. But I get why Ari is having a hard time, you know, fully letting go of Chase and giving herself to Noah. She's had the crush on him her whole life. She finally gave it up. So obviously, you know, at this point, this always happens. Chase finally finds her attractive. But I think she was holding out to see if maybe he would finally get over the fact that, you know, she was his best friend's brother. But obviously he's too much of a fucking little pussy bitch. And we're very thankful for that because Noah is supreme. He is so fucking great. And all around the better option. This whole like break from each other is just making me depressed because she's depressed. He's depressed. It switches to his POV and he's like three days without her and I forgot how to function. I'm just like, can you guys just please be together? Like this is hurting me to go through this. And we know at this point that he loves her and I just wanted them to talk. I was like, no more space. Just go up to her. Like who cares? There's this scene where Noah sees her talking to Chase, but they're not talking about anything sexual or romantic. But once she realizes, oh my gosh, he just saw me talking to him and he totally goes in the other direction, gets in his car and bolts, she panics. So she finally balls up and goes to the football house to tell Noah how she feels. She ain't waiting anymore. Of course, Chase confronts her there saying he wants her. Again, I know you said it's too late. Basically begging her to be with him, swearing it will be good. And I love that she throws the, yeah, until Mason sees, right? (laughs) Yeah, exactly, a little bitch. And then he goes, tell me to kiss you and I will. Then fucking enter Mason. What the fuck did you just say to her? (laughs) Hell yes. (laughs) And then we have this whole spiral of Mason finding out that Chase and Ari slept together and Mason fighting Chase. I was living for this fight after she admits she's not in love with Chase anymore. Also surprised they kept it under wraps for this long, especially considering all the drama sense. 
Like, yeah. how did you not figure this out? I agree. And Mason's like, you fucked it all up when you took her virginity. And then this comes to the realization of Chase's like, holy shit, like you were a virgin. Like Chase didn't know that. Ari didn't mention to him. Yeah, this virginity admission by her brother, so cringy. It changed the whole vibe. I was amped for the fight. And then I was like, ew, 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 beat him up, Mason. <laughs> Yeah, again, like I'm still confused on how Chase didn't know that she was a virgin. Like it they're doesn't make sense. all super close. Little bit of a plot hole. The fight continues to go down in front of the whole football house. Noah's disappeared. I just kept repeating to myself like this is so juicy. This is so juicy. I know. I was like, where is this fucking going? Like Noah's not at the house. Is he going to show up? Her brother finally found out. Like, just everything's out in the open. Like, holy shit. And then now comes the part where I literally threw my book across the room multiple times, was bawling my eyes out. It literally felt like someone was stabbing me in the heart and then just keeps twisting the knife with all of these fucking plot twists. So, Starts out, Ari sees Noah across the street and he's basically like, I got your text. And, you know, he's knowing like in that text, Ari chooses Noah and she loves him. He knows it. Then runs across to him and fucking gets hit by a fucking car. Yes, there's a lot of fucks coming up. So get ready. I was like, is she dead? Is she dead? What the actual fuck? Why the car? They're finally getting together. It was just... Exactly. And then guess what? No, she's not dead. She's in a coma. So fuck. Okay. Now we got to deal with this. I was like, okay, she'll wake up with some physical damage. Maybe she'll be paralyzed. Noah's going to fucking love her. It doesn't matter. We'll work through it. We'll be fine. Noah's a God. Noah's a saint. He loves Ari for her. Mm -hmm. Exactly. But no, she fucking wakes up, finds out one, she was fucking pregnant and lost the baby and then turns to chase and says we lost our baby Mm -mm. she thought that she was pregnant with chase's fucking baby Mm -mm. she has amnesia she forgot about fucking noah i want to die right now like thinking about this this is why I had said this plot twist shatters your fucking soul. It's just, I'm getting like emotional even thinking about it again because it was just so fucking awful. It's so fucked up. Because he's right there too when she looks to Chase. I know. I was. And it's just. (laughs) There's so, I'm like refeeling all of the emotions like every time I think about it. Like I was absolutely shattered. Like I audibly gasped, cried. I had to stop reading for a while because I was like, this is so traumatic. And you see how much left of the book there is. And you're just like, oh my God, like what if she doesn't remember? It's just so, it's just literally no words. Like I'm speechless right now. 
Throughout all this trauma, though, her best friend Cam really is amazing. I know from experience when you go through something traumatic, even the littlest reminders can be a trigger. So that moment when she's putting chapstick on her every few hours while she's in a coma honestly made me tear up because just to like wake up and your lips are like permanently chapped every time you have to put on chapstick, it's like, oh, yeah, I was in a coma. So it's just that was a really good best friend move. This amnesia shit just, it was a lot. Honestly, the way everyone handled the amnesia, I was just so fucking pissed. I get she asked them not to tell her things because the doctor was like, it can be confusing for people with amnesia to be told what happened from someone else's point of view. But letting her believe it was Chase's baby and letting Chase literally have a second chance with her. Yeah, just absolutely not like. Honestly, too, at the same time, she's probably confused on why Noah's even there. And then it's just so frustrating, like the fact that she's starting to remember stuff, but they won't fill in the blanks. And you're just like, can you just like lead her in the right direction? Honestly. And seriously, like, fuck that. If my bitch ass has amnesia, y'all better tell me that that douche waffle slept with me, rejected me. I found the fucking perfect man, got pregnant and lost his baby instead. Like, I just don't feel like they needed to hide the fact that it wasn't Chase's baby. Like, I think eventually they kind of like alluded to the fact that it wasn't, but she still like harbored these feelings for him. And it was like, girl, if it wasn't Chase's baby, you obviously slept with someone else and you're no one's mad at you. So obviously it wasn't like a one night stand that no one knew. But also the fact that Noah has to deal with not only the loss of this child that he never even knew about. So it's like you're happy for probably like a millisecond and then all of that happiness is taken away from you. And then he also has kind of lost the love of his life in a way because she doesn't remember him. This man just deserves a gold medal. Like, I don't know how he kept it together. And he ends up going to his mom and he's like, she doesn't remember me. Like, I was bawling my eyes out. Like, it just was nonstop tears. Yeah, it was a crazy ass plot twist and I think that I honestly it's one of the reasons I didn't like the book because I was just so depressed yeah I I have never been so just like because they went through so much to get where they are and it's like taken away square one yeah and obviously he wants to like re-go through it because he loves her and it's worth it but at the same time it's like fuck can you even get it to be where it was will she ever remember or are you gonna have to redo it like in fucking dear john it's just like it's it's a lot it's a lot i don't think it was dear john i don't know let me look it up it's nicholas sparks the vow told you okay it was the vow people <laughs> just so the you vow. know we looked it up it's every the time every time we say dear john we meant we the meant vow. the vow <laughs> Might be on the topic of depression. I was getting depressed when she would remember things, but not remember Noah. Like how when she was at the hospital and she was craving a pot pie because her and Noah made them together. And it's just like, 
memories like that where she just can't fit Noah into it, but Noah knows that he fits into it. And it's just so heartbreaking. And then Noah is kind of wanting to give up and just let her be with Chase because it seems like she's happy. And Mason steps in and is like, fuck no. Like, you're not doing that. So glad Mason is team Noah. Exactly. Like, he literally goes, does she have to know that she needs you for you to be there for her? And then Noah goes, what if she doesn't remember? And he's like, fuck remembering. And I'm like, yes, this is what I'm fucking here Mm -hmm. for. Chase really shows his true colors as the antagonist. I was so pissed when Noah talked Mason out of getting Chase to back off. He missed his shot. And now that she's forgotten, he's going to play it cool. No way. Chase needs to come clean. This is equivalent to taking advantage, in my opinion. And all the friends are just standing by watching him fucking do it. And to top it off, Chase asks Ari to the gala that she was supposed to go to Noah with. The fucking nerve. Yeah, I'm honestly so glad that Noah ends up punching him over this. Like, Mm -hmm. he has been so good about holding in all of his emotions and not saying anything. But this was his final straw and fucking Chase deserved it. Like, he's a damn snake. Yeah. A Mm -mm. damn selfish snake. I was shaking in anger when he said, she loved me once, Noah. She could again. It's not love. No. It wasn't love. It was infatuation. Yeah. 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 (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Fuck you, Chase. (laughs) So she goes to the gala with Chase and ends up having a panic attack when he tries to kiss her. And like, I'm not happy that she has a panic attack. Obviously, that's very traumatizing, but I'm happy that she has a panic attack over Chase trying to kiss her because She can literally feel it in her bones that something is wrong. Like, this is not right. Like, I'm not supposed to be kissing him. And it's just, it's killing me that her friends are watching this and still not telling her. Right. Like, trust your gut, girl. Your instincts are right. And then, and then again, they're watching her go on a date with Chase Letting Chase do all of this shit. Like, how is anyone still friends with Chase? Like, I don't get it. If I was the other people, I'd be friends with Ari and I'd be like, fuck you, Chase. But thank God that date was ruined. But of course, it had my heart fucking stopping again because you're like, is Noah dead? Like, I literally was getting scared, like shaking. I was like, I don't even know if I want to go to the next page. This is not going to be a happy ending. Why the fuck did I read this? But it ends up being his mom. Yeah, we kind of knew his mom was about to die. It always seems to be your best days before it's your last. And you have to remember, without his mom, he really has no one left. So my heart physically hurts when Ari asks him to come home to the beach house for the wake to have somewhere to stay but still does not realize that she's his home. Come, come on. It's I know. And then she goes to the funeral and it's so sad because she sees Noah hurting and she's like, this is like really emotional, but she doesn't realize how much of an impact she had on, you know, not in, only in Noah's life, but to his mom, like his mom specifically, you know, remembers her and was like, this is going to be the girl that, 
you know, takes care of my boy for the rest of his life. And just the amount of heartbreak that Noah is going through in this time is just actually unfathomable to me. Like, do you think you can do it? Like your unborn baby died before you even knew about it. The love of your life forgets you. And then your fucking mom dies. This is like a really scary truth, but I don't think I could. I honestly think I would be suicidal because he doesn't have any support left. His mom was his only remaining family member that it's just that's why I like this book it's so hard for me to love it because it's so fucking painful it's so fucking painful and when I read books I make it like I'm literally like getting teared up saying this it's like when I read books I really immerse myself in that world and I feel like I'm the characters and I just you just feel so much for him it's just so fucking hard do you think you could do it look at this tear rolling down my I, cheek I know <laughs> Fuck you for asking me that question. <laughs> the aggressiveness. I I don't know. The strength emotionally that you would have to have. And I feel like because I have a, a lot of family members, it's hard to imagine just having no one. And it's just completely fucked up. And I don't even want to, I don't even want to think about it. No. Yeah. Moving Move on. on. <laughs> He goes down to the beach after her speech and Ari doesn't follow because she still doesn't remember. So I I had this moment where I had to put the book down and stare at nothing for a few minutes, just processing and oh wondering how he could go on. I mean, like it's, it's one of those moments where you're like, okay, this character is not real. You are okay. He's okay because he doesn't exist, Taylor. You're going to be okay. But it's... I needed a breather and I was like, I'm so blessed in my life. I just, yeah, it it was, it was a lot, but in a last ditch effort, Noah brings Ari back to his favorite spot at his high school field and plays music because he knows she's a human jukebox. That's a joke they make all the time. He'll say like one sentence or something and she'll start singing a song that has that sentence in it, which was something cute they had. And he starts to dance with her and, it's kind of like his breaking point. Yeah, he literally breaks down. And I, that's when I fucking lost it. I'm like, that's, I honestly, the only reason I finished the book was to make sure it ended happy because I was, I've never been so destroyed by a book. It, it was painful because at that point, you're just like, dude, she's not ever going to remember. And I don't know if she's ever going to be able to like build right the love again with him and uh, y- Yeah, and she starts to realize that Noah was a big part of her life in this period that she's missing. But it's like emotionally, you know, someone tells her, no one told her, but she's like, I think I'm supposed to love him, but I just don't feel that love because she doesn't have those memories. And that's just, it's just fucked She finally goes back to the dorm because she's been staying at the beach house and it was winter break, so she didn't end up going back. So this is the first time that she's going back to her dorm since then. And she ends up seeing this calendar that has basically like gala with Noah with a bunch of hearts on it. And she ends up fainting and freaking the fuck out. Like she's like, holy shit, like this is like kind of connecting in my head. Like I don't remember, but this makes more sense about like 
you know, why Noah's been around? Why am I feeling like this strange kind of pull towards him? And then thank fucking God, Cameron just starts spilling all of the beans. Finally. Telling her how that night went down. Mason is like also freaking out at this point. He's like, stop, stop, stop. Like you can't tell her. And Cameron's like, fuck you. And I'm like, okay, Cameron, you went from girl's girl, bitch, back to fucking girl's girl. You fucking tell her I'm sick of this shit. Honestly. Then she goes to Noah confronting him, asking why he didn't tell her she was going to go to the gal with him. And he doesn't want to scare her. And this man says, he wants to take all the pain from her and burden it for her. Ugh, he is too good for anyone. Dude, yes. And the declaration of love on page 495 is everything. Like, I'm sobbing. It's just like, if you need a good pick-me-up on what love is supposed to be like, just go to that page and read it because it is amazing. And one of the things he says, I love you so much. I want to come home to you, wake up besides you, and spend a lifetime worshiping you. It was like literally marriage vows. Amazing. So Ari still does not completely remember everything until she goes back to the rehab center where Noah's mom was staying. The worker gives her a letter that Noah's mom wrote to her in case she passed, which she did. And she basically says she loved her and how happy she was Noah had found her because she knew her time was coming to an end and she wanted to make sure Noah, her boy, was taken care of before she went. And the letter, thank God, triggers all of her memories and she remembers him. Finally. This is when I really cry. Like, Thank God I finished the book, you know, and it really is literally like so few pages left that you're getting to the point where you're like, holy fuck, holy fuck. She's not going to know. Is she really going to do this to us? Like, yeah, it's scary. (laughs) (laughs) And to end it out, Ari ends up going to find him at Sunset Cliffs, which is a special like kind of sentimental place to Noah that he ended up showing her and He sees her and he just immediately knows that she remembered (laughs) when when he was like, baby, did you come back to me? I was like, (laughs) I love you. (laughs) So good. And the way it ends where he's like, are you mine? Please say you're mine. Yes. Daddy, God, Jesus Christ, Saint, baby, angel, (laughs) Noah. Yes. fucking love him i need a shrine (laughs) i know i need to make a shrine (laughs) do not skip the epilogue it was spicy 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 extra flame and hot it's it's perfection and the gift he gives her is perfect i love it she's fucking recreating all the time they lost it was it was the perfect way to end the book yeah i agree We didn't get a lot of sex in it. And then just like the fact that we had to go through all that trauma and then we just get to like end with that. Perfect love. Perfection. Again, for me, five out of five, this book. the um, I feel like I really love books that pull emotions out of myself. Yeah, you like uh, torturing yourself. Yeah. Maybe that's why I like I've like recently figured out that I like thriller books they're kind of scary but then there's also sex in them like I just there's something about having emotions pulled out and then obviously I want a happy ending because if there's no happy ending 
Yeah, I'm I got a happy for ending it. too. Some similar recommendations for sports books that I have is one, Long Shot by Kennedy Ryan, which is basketball, Moonshot by Alessandra Torre, which is baseball. And then another, this one's like a little bit more funny. And I love the writing style of this author is Not So Lucky, which is the second book to the More the Merrier series. And it's that's a football one. I've also read the first one in that series. It's called Tangled in Tinsel and the Holidays Are Coming Up. You could read them back to back. Fucking hilarious. And the first one's a reverse harm. The second one with the football is like kind of a reverse harm. So I'll just say a synopsis of it. There's this girl. She meets this famous football player and his friends in Vegas. They make a bet, basically like something along the lines of getting married. And she ends up having a threesome with him and his two best friends. Fucking hot. Shit. It's good. You convinced me. Some good love triangles and some classics, in my opinion. Twilight, (laughs) Akatar, read them. They're good. They're all far. Uh, I mean, mean, don't even skimp on Akatar, Taylor. No, that's true. Twilight compared to Akatar, that's huge difference. Huge, huge difference. Amazing. Akatar, we both have tattoos because of how good it is. Yeah. Okay. On our fucking yeah. bodies. Hype, we are hype, hype, hyping yeah. up Akatar. Read Akatar. But I know that those are fantasy and this was not fantasy. Do you know of any love triangle books that are not fantasy? Because I honestly couldn't on, think of any. No, I feel like. I really don't read love triangles that much because I don't like it. Neither do I, because if it's a love triangle, I just want it to be why choose. Like, just fucking have them all. Like, let's not do the love triangle. Right. Yeah, I agree. And then, like we said earlier, Megan Brandy, the author, has a bunch of other books out. And specifically in this kind of say you swear era, there are other books along with it that are standalones. So you could go back and read any of them without having read the others. But I think, you know, probably starting from the beginning, you'll understand the characters more. Unlike us, we kind of went into this one and we're like, okay, I feel like we should know more about this. And we kind of didn't. But still, say you swear, you don't have to read anything else. You could just go into it. Time for our shout out. I am particularly excited about the shout out for this episode because we had the honor of receiving a signed copy of Chained by Lacey Lahotsky, an Amazon best-selling dark romance author. <laughs> I know. So giddy. I, I devoured Chained during my trip in the UK. Got some really sick pics for her that we'll be posting soon. I can definitely say if you like a man obsessed, as you know we do, who is overprotective and rocking a pair of wings – plus a strong female FMC, this is the book for you. That's literally like all of the check marks on my list. Right. (laughs) What more do you need? The second book of the series, Light, comes out January 8th, 2024. So I don't know if you know this, but that's pretty fucking soon, people. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Check your calendar. You can also order a physical copy or a Kindle version of Chained currently through Amazon or go to a pre-order link in Lacey's bio. Also give Lacey a follow on Instagram and TikTok at Lacey Lahotsky Author. And that's at L-A-C-E-Y-L-E-H-O-T 
Z-K-Y, author for updates, character fan art, and more. Would you rather? Okay, we honestly kind of already answered this, but let me just straight up ask you, would you rather be in a love triangle or be in a wide shoes? Wide shoes all day long. Give me all the dicks. Retweet. Let's get it. (laughs) (laughs) All right, then. (laughs) That's it for today's episode. We'll see y'all back in two weeks for Iron Flame Bitches. (laughs) (laughs) You can go back and re-listen to our fourth wing podcast. We have a part one and part two up for a quick recap before diving into this next book. We are so excited for this and I cannot wait to see what masterpiece Rebecca Yaros comes up for this one. It's going to be so hype. I can't wait to get these episodes recorded after we read and The fact that we had so many theories last time, I just can't even imagine what we're going to come up this time. I'm so excited to see if any of them are true, too. True. So Fuck Dane. (laughs) Retweet. For more, follow us on our socials, TikTok and Insta at Read It and Write It. And subscribe to us on Spotify and Apple Podcast or wherever you're listening in. Our DMs are open to would you rather suggestions or books and topics you want covered, or you can email us at readitandwriteit at gmail.com. See you guys next episode in the fourth wing.